Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022. It is currently 5.37 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. And what we're going to do in this live broadcast, do I have paper? I don't think I have any paper. Maybe, maybe. Do I have some paper? To make this sound really professional, really serious. Oh, here we go. I've got some paper. All right. I got some paper. What we're going to be doing in this exciting and fast-paced episode of the Theology Central podcast is I'm going to be replying to an email. Yes, an email. No, I, no that... This paper is not the email. I, I didn't actually print out the email. The email's here on my iPad, but you just can't make any cool sounds with your iPad. So from my email inbox, I'm going to be responding to an email. And hopefully this response will uh, help many people who may have similar concerns, may have uh, the same kinds of questions. It's a question that has this kind of this question has shown up in many forms throughout my Christian life. I have seen people become greatly concerned about this type of thing, very worried. I've seen people make some very interesting decisions about what they would do or not do all based on this kind of situation, which I'm going to explain to you here in just a second. All right? So here is the email. I received this on March the 22nd. That is today at 10, 10 a.m. So it took me a while. It took me a while to be able to respond. I apologize. Now, I could have tried to just email the person back, but I thought as soon as I saw the email, I'm like, you know what? We're going to do this live on the air because I think it will benefit more people. But at 10, 10 a.m., I received the following email. All right. Uh, before there are any words of the actual email, there's a link. So I'm not going to read what's in the email first. I'm just going to click on the link because this is how the email is, is literally written. The very first thing is a link, all right? So I click on the link and I read these words. The U.S. dollar could go digital. Here's what you need to know. And this was published on Friday, March the 11th, 2022 at 11.28 a.m. And it comes to us from C CNN Business. All right. So I get an email today. Again, let me let me get, get this all where, where you have a good idea of everything. I don't want to apply for the Apple card. All right, here we go. So I receive an email today, March the 22nd, 2022 at 1010 a.m. The very first thing in the email is a link to an article that was published March the 11th, 2022 at 1128 a.m. The headline reads, the U.S. dollar could go digital. Here's what you need to know. So let's at least look at a, a little bit of this article and see what they have to say here. As technology continues to revolutionize the way people live, work, and spend, central banks around the globe have kicked off efforts to reinvent their local currencies for the digital era. Now the United States is the latest to signal urgency and researching a potential digital version of its dollar via a central bank digital currency. So the, the key phrase here is central bank digital currency, and it will be abbreviated throughout the article as CBDC. 
So if I just say CBDC, I'm referring to central bank digital currency. All right. So central bank digital currency currency is abbreviated CBDC. So here again, here's what you need to know. The United States is the latest of a number of countries to signal urgency in researching a potential digital version of its dollar. Now, just stop and think about what that means. Instead of an actual dollar bill, right, you would be paying things in a digital way. It wouldn't be a, a paper dollar anymore. It would be a digital currency. You would be, you would be paying th- for things with a digital currency. Can, can you think of some concerns that maybe some Christians may have when they start hearing digital currency? Digital currency. You cannot buy and sell without this digital currency. Now, now some people may get greatly concerned. Uh, some people may become immediately concerned when they hear that. Look, just, just stay with me, right? And let me let me continue to read, give you some more information. So at least you know what's going on. You're probably already aware of this development. You've probably heard lots of people talking about it. But but what is this? Why did someone email me a link to this story? Just just stay with me. You'll see why. Part of President Joe Biden's executive order regarding digital assets on Wednesday includes placing urgency on research and development of a potential United States CBDC, that would be a central bank digital currency. So he, he wants, he you know, this executive order is trying to place urgency on people researching and developing a central bank digital currency, all right? Should, uh, should, uh, so in other words, if, okay, so he, he wants everyone to start working on this if it becomes determined that issuing a digital currency would be deemed in the na- national interest. So if the Joe Biden wants them to develop one, he wants them to research one so that if it, if it becomes apparent that we've got to issue one because it would be better for the national interest, then that is what he possibly is moving us toward. And I will, I will probably guess Future presidents will do the same thing and move in that direction because it seems like the world is moving in that direction. And we'll talk about that more here in a minute. According to a company fact sheet released by the White House, according to an accompanying fact sheet, if I can read correctly, released by the White House, China, the world's second largest economy by gross domestic product, soft-launched its digital currency in January, and the CBDC already boosted more than 100 million users. And the CBDC, the CBDC, again, is central bank digital currency. So China's already launched their digital uh, currency in January, and, and the CBDC already boosted more than 100 million users. All told, around 100 countries are exploring a central bank digital currency. So around 100 countries is exploring that. And if you are hearing that sound in the background, is there, uh, there's some kids riding around the neighborhood on a go-kart, and it's really loud. Okay, so I, I, if you hear that in the background, I apologize. That's why sometimes I keep raising my voice to try to cover it up. Okay, but there you go. All right, so uh, around 100 countries are exploring a central bank digital currency at one level or another. 
International Monetary Fund, a managing director, said during remarks at the Atlantic Council think tank last month. So last month, it was announced that about 100 countries are really working and moving in this direction. All right, again, and I just want you to realize, already 100 million users of the central bank digital currency uh, from China. So that, that, that everything's moving in that direction. And that's, that's what I just want you to see and understand because you may not like it, you may reject it, you may, you may think it's a horrible idea, you may, you may think that it has something to do with biblical prophecy we're going to talk about, but you, you're going to have to at least start thinking that's where things are moving. And sometimes the world moves in a direction that whether you like it or not, the move is inevitable. Now, it doesn't mean you have to agree with the change in culture, it just means you have to understand where culture is going and what is happening, and it definitely seems to be going in this direction. Uh, It says, we have moved beyond conceptual discussions of a central bank digital currency, and we are now in the phase of experimentation. Central banks are rolling up their sleeves and familiarizing themselves with the bits and bytes of digital money. So in other words, that's where we're going. The banks are doing that. It's no longer... As their words are, it's no longer a concept. It's no, it's, it's now we're experimenting. Now people are moving in this direction. Now, now the banks are rolling up their sleeves and like, okay, we've got to learn all about this. How is this going to work? How is, how is the economy and banking and how is everything going to work if it's all done with a digital currency? What will that look like? And then we, I mean, we could, we could, you know, you'd have to research to find out all of the positives and negatives from it as far as economics is concerned and how this will work. There's lots of directions we could go with that. But I'm not here to get into all of the economics of it. I'm not here to get into the good, the bad, the pros, the cons. I'm here to look at it, and you can probably guess, from a theological perspective, because this is the Theology Central podcast. So clearly everything's moving to a digital currency. That's where everything is moving. Now, what does that mean possibly for Christians? Why did someone email the host of the Theology Central podcast to ask them about this? Well, let's go back to the email. All right, here we go. Again, the email, first thing it has is the link to that article from CNN. Underneath that, we read these words. This article talks about a future with a government bank cryptocurrency. Most Christians believe that something like this happening would equal the mark of the beast and the end times. Do you feel that way? And how should Christians respond to this possibly happening? Now, this raises the, I'll just say from my experience as a Christian, the never-ending question of the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. It's on its way. It's coming. The mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. I have been hearing about it even before I, be, I, I heard people talking about it and saw some books and saw it in magazine articles when I was very young and in, in, in the late 70s. Um, and then I definitely heard it about it in the 1980s over and over because Iron Maiden had a song called 666, the number of the beast. And I remember Christians losing their <gasps> Iron Maiden is promoting the number of the beast and, and, and kids are going to become Satanists. OK, so I remember all of that cra- craziness. And then 
in the 90s. I kept hearing about it more and more and more and more and more. Um, I, I remember a Christian radio program called The Prophecy Club that kept warning that, you know, the mark of the beast is here. The mark of the beast is here. Antichrist is going to show up tomorrow. And then we go into the 2000s. And then I remember Christians, the mark of the beast. Obama's going to make us take the mark of the beast. And it's it's a part of his health program. Obamacare is going to make us all get the mark of the beast. And and, and I, I remember all of that came. And now here we are, 2022. And now it's Joe Biden's going to make us take the mark of the beast. And, and then after Joe Biden, it, it, it's, it's constant. It's just, it, it just seems like this shows up every day, every week, every month in the world of Christianity. So how should we think about this? Well, first, just a couple of thoughts, just to show you how crazy some people can get with this. I'm at Lachlan Air Force Base, United States Air Force. Basic training. And a lot of things to worry about in basic training. Like one, you don't want to be called what they call recycled. In other words, you make it two, three, four weeks in, you get recycled. You have to start basic training over. Nobody wants to go through that because the first, the only thing you care about basic training is getting out of basic training. And it's like you get there and you want it to be over with because it's not a pleasant experience, or at least it wasn't for me. It was a horrible experience, okay? So you did. So you were worried about making sure you did this and making sure you, you had your, your clothes folded the right direction, your bed made, your, your everything, you know, everything was made, the bed was made, the clothes was folded, you marched correctly, you, you knew, you just, there was a million things to try to work on and do, and you had to, you had, you had tests you had to take, and it's just, you had physical tests you had to take. There was just so many things to be worried about, but... I think it was, it had to be like maybe the third or fourth night because the first couple of nights was just chaos and craziness and they were, you know, not trying to let us sleep and all, all the craziness that was going on. I, I think it was maybe have been the third or fourth night. I don't remember. Maybe it been a week into it. Who knows? It's all a blur. But all of a sudden, an individual was having, uh, in, our, in our group, there was an individual, individual just having basically a complete emotional meltdown. Like he was like, losing it, right? I thought we were going to have to like go get help. He was having problems and here was his problem. One of the things we had to do is we had to put a laundry mark on our our clothing, on our t-shirts, on our underwear. And that laundry mark would be like the uh, first letter of your last name and then the last four of your social security. So you had to put your your the first letter of your last name and the last four of your social security. And you would write that in like black marker, their underwear, t-shirts, wherever, right? So that obviously you would know that it was yours, right? So it's a laundry mark. Now this person, and, and, and I'm not saying this in any way in a mocking way, please understand, I'm not, I'm not mocking this in any way. He was losing his mind and having an emotional breakdown because he thought that this was taking the mark of the beast. Because he had to do it, and it was a government institution that was making him do it. It was the United States military making him, and if he did not do this, well, then he couldn't do anything. He had to have a laundry mark on his clothing. And he was like, I've got to refuse. I'm taking the mark of the beast. And I was, I kept like, man, this is not the mark of the beast. It's a laundry mark. It's like the... This, this has nothing to do. No, it's in it's in the book of Revelation. And I learned about this in church. And we're, I know we're all going to be, we're all going to, and I'm like, we're all going to go to hell, basically, is what he was saying. And I'm like, this, how did we get here? And I don't make fun of that. I feel bad 
for someone. I feel bad for someone who gets just a little bit of religion, a little bit of Christianity. And the next thing they know, they, they, they're, they're living in utter and complete fear. They're living in utter and complete paranoia. They're thinking that, you know, everything is the mark of the beast. I feel bad when people reach that level. I remember there was a lot of concern by many Christians that a credit card or a debit card that, that was the mark of the beast. That was the mark because those cards have numbers and you buy and sell with that debit card or that credit card. That, that, that's, that's the mark of the beast. Now, I, I don't have, I should have brought my wallet up here with me, but I don't have it. In fact, let me do this. Let me look here. I'm going to look something up really quick because just to show you, um, just to show you, because I think it's very interesting and I do apologize for that. those kids on the go-kart. I almost want to open up the window and yell at them, okay, but that would be wrong. If you, um, if you look at a dollar bill, if you take a dollar bill and look at it, what do you see? Do you not see a number? Do you not see a number on a dollar bill? I think you will see that, right? Like I'm looking at one right here. If I can get the picture to come up. I'm looking at one right here, G257262021D, G257262021D. Even on your paper money, there's a number assigned to that dollar bill. Well, is that, is that taking, the, is that taking the, the mark of the beast? Is that taking the mark of the beast? I've got a cell phone right here. This cell phone, there's a number assigned to it, right? This number, it can be, it can be, you can figure out where someone's location is. I mean, that, with that phone number, with a, with a cell phone, there's so much connected with that number. There are numbers connected to so many things. Again, cell phones, phone numbers, dollar bills, credit card, debit card. Just think of every, if you're using the internet, your IP address, there's a number. That's a number. Numbers, numbers, numbers. You all, I, I'm assuming everyone listening to me, probably has a social security number. Think of how many numbers that you have, and in many of those cases, what you can or cannot do without that number. What can or can you not do without a social security number? In many cases, you need a driver's license. There's a driver's license number. All money you use has a number. And without that dollar bill, you can't buy or sell. So there's, I just want you to realize how many things are connected to, you have an address, which is a number. You have an address. You have everything. I, I'll never forget. It's in the 19, uh, I believe it was in the 1990s. Yes, 1990s. And we had a, we, we had a debit card and uh, it had the number 666 on the debit card. I think it may have been even the, the security code. It may have been the security code, 666. I can't even remember. And I remember Christians like, oh my goodness, I, I, would, get, I would get rid of it. I would, no, 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 you can't do that. And I'm like, calm down. It's just a debit card. I'm not giving myself over to Satan. I'm not renouncing my faith. I'm not worshiping the beast. It's just a number. It's a number. There are numbers all around us. Numbers are everywhere. We are connected to numbers. So I don't think that just because we go digital, 
and it would be connected to numbers, that that somehow is the mark of the beast. Now, listen, that doesn't mean that if you're understanding a prophecy, now remember, not everyone agrees on, on prophecy, but let's just go with the, let's, for argument's sake, let's go with the idea of a basic kind of a dispensational model, okay, that we have the church, there, or the, the rapture, antichrist, okay, then the mark of the beast, you have tribulation, you have all of that going. Let's go with that, that basic concept. Let's just establish, let's say that is true, okay? Let, let's say that is true. Um, do you think that there's a lot more than just a number? Do you think there's, there, there's a lot more going on than just a digital currency? Now, if you go with that system, I will agree that a digital currency system, right, cell phones, digital currency systems, so many things in our modern culture would be would then provide the technology to accomplish some of the things that we think we see in the book of Revelation. They could clearly cut you off and you could not buy or sell. They could clearly find out where you are. So as technology advances, it does create a system that could be used to fulfill the things talked about in the book of Revelation if you believe that there that that's the way it's going to work out. There's going to be a rapture, then the Antichrist, seven-year tribulation, and then, of course, a thousand-year reign of Christ, and then, you know, all, all, all that basic model. I'm not going to try to go through every detail of it, but that basic model. If you go with that idea, first, I, I think there has to be more than just, oh, oh no, I, I took a number, but I think the most important thing to realize is that we could agree that these things could be used to accomplish that. That doesn't make these things that. Just because something could be used to do bad doesn't make the thing in and of itself bad. A digital currency may be used by the Antichrist, by that entire system to, to do bad, but it doesn't make the digital currency in and of itself Bad. A debit card system may be used in that tribulation period, but it doesn't make the de- the debit card bad. I hope you understand. A cell phone may be used against you in that system. It doesn't make a cell phone bad. It's just it's the technology that may be utilized to do bad. Right. The internet, in and of itself, is not bad, but it can be used to do bad. I, I hope you understand that because some people just equate, well, if it could be used for bad, then it is bad. No, that's no, it's, it's just a number. It's just a system of, of payment. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's just a system. What someone does with that system, that's a completely different idea. It's, it's what they do with it is what matters. So even if, so even if we, if we just for argument say, go along with that idea, I just want you to realize just the tools themselves, the, these systems themselves could be used for that. Doesn't make them evil. I know I'm repeating myself there, but I really want to get that point across. All right, so let's do this. Since everyone, mark of the beast, mark of the beast, mark of the beast. Let's go to the chapter where everyone talks about the mark of the beast, 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 the mark of the beast. It's coming, it's coming, it's going to be here. We all know where it is. It's in Romans. Chapter 13, see, a number, okay, Romans chapter 13, and we read it, we read these words. Here we go. Romans chapter 13, verse 11. And I beheld 
another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Now, here's what I want us to do. Let's stop right here. Remember, I've said this a million times. The key to Bible study, the key, the, or let me say it this way. The key to interpretation is observation. So as we read through this, let's not try to interpret everything. Let's just observe what is, seems to be obvious and what is clear. And based off what is obvious and clear, let's see what may be obvious, clear conclusions we can come to. And just remember, we're in the book of Revelation. If I said Romans, I apologize. The book of Revelation, chapter 13, I've been working on Romans so uh, for now years. But Revelation, chapter 13. So let me say it again. It's the, the key to interpretation is observation. So let's observe what is clear, what we can clearly understand before we jump to any wild conclusions and before we start trying to figure everything out. And let's remember that we are in a book that is much debate very little agreement on said book in 2,000 years of church history. Not only that, um, because there's all kinds of disagreements, even amongst those who may agree and some of the major principles, they still may disagree on many things within the book of Revelation. So you got to be very careful to take up, you know, here's, here's this, these verses in this book where there's a million different interpretations, but oh no, we've got to figure this out because we could end up taking the mark of the beast. And here's what I, I, I'm going to just raise this question. Do you think that the mark of the beast is going to be set up so that people are just tricked into taking it? Like, you know, you know, you don't even know what you're doing. You're walking down the street and someone hands you something. Here you go. Oh no, I took the mark of the beast. I'm finished. Like, is it just going to be like trickery? Hey, come on in, come on in. We're going to give you, we're going to give you some, some money for some food. You take, take the, oh no, I took the mark of the beast. Like, is it going to be like trickery and deceit? Or do you think it's going to be something that's so obvious that you're going to know what you're doing? Many Christians seem to act like it's just some like subtle thing. Like here, take a debit card. <laughs> we now have your eternal soul. We now own you because you took a debit card. Oh, here you go. Yeah, okay, you're no longer going to get payment and uh you know, in, in any other way, the only way you're going to get payment now is in a digital currency. That's the way you're going to have to buy and sell from this point on. Okay, okay, well, that's what I'll do. Ha, 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 ha. We now own you. You've sold your soul to Satan. I, I just think that, that that's just a weird concept to me that it's going to be some trickery and deceit. And we've got to constantly be looking at going, okay, is that the mark of the beast? Is that the mark of the beast? I, my, my personal feelings is it's going to have to be pretty obvious is, is what I would think. But let, let's read and see what we have here. And this is, and I, again, I'm just, for argument's sake, I'm just going along because look, there's many who believe this mark of the beast has nothing to do with today. It's something in the past. It has nothing to do with us now. Um, some believe it's all symbolic and, and, and that this, this refers to so many other different things. So there, there's a lot of people who don't even agree. I'm just for argument's sake saying, okay, this is going to happen. It's in the future. So we should be worried about it. Right, let, let's, let's go with that concept and see what we observe here. All right. So first, another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon. Right. Now, obviously identifying this beast and identifying when this 
beast would manifest itself, when this beast is going to show up, would be greatly critical to understanding when this mark of the beast is going to show up, because it doesn't appear that the mark of the beast is going to show up until this other beast coming up out of the earth and having two horns like a lamb and spake as a dragon, until this beast shows up, there's no mark of the beast. That 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 seems to be the way I would have to read this in some kind of chronological order, right? You don't get the mark of the beast before this beast arrives. Who is this beast? That, I think that's a good observation. Verse 12, he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and he causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. So you have two beasts. The second beast is going to lead the world to worship the first beast who had a wound and was healed. So before you even get to the mark of the beast, you got to have some serious things going on. You got to have basically the world worshiping the first beast. Now, I'm not here. Again, I'm not trying to do interpretation. I'm just doing observation, right? So you would have to have the first beast has to show up. The second beast has to show up. The first beast has to be healed from some kind of wound. And then you have to have pretty much the world worshiping the first beast. Now, if you start seeing all of that come to pass, then you may want to get worried about the mark of the beast. Let's, let's continue. Verse 13, and he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth and the sight of men. All right. Now, if you see someone who's making fire come down from heaven to earth and the sight of men, then you may want to get worried about the mark of the beast. Now, here's what happens. If people so spiritualize all of this and, well, that's not literal and that's not real and that's not literal and that's not real. Well, then the mark of the beast is not literal. And so then it really, it just kind of becomes a meaningless book of symbols that nobody really knows how to interpret. But if we go with more of a literal reading of it, right, let's go, let's at least for argument's sake, go with a literal concept. Here's what you have to have before you get to the mark of the beast. Two beasts. One beast arrives and has everyone worship the first beast who have been healed from a wound, all right? Then he's going to do great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth and the sight of men, and verse 14, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound a wound by a sword and did live. All right, so so this person's going to show up. He's going to tell everyone there's going to be miracles being done, these great miracles that seemingly are very convincing to everyone, and everyone's going to make an image of the first beast. You, you got a lot of things happening way before we get to dun, 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 the mark of the beast. We got a lot of other things going on here, right? And, and this is why I asked that question earlier on. Do you think it's just going to be like, nobody sees it coming? It's just, it's just, here's a number. I think there's going to have to be more to this, all right? Verse 15, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So they make an image, then the image basically speaks, and if you have to worship it, and if you don't, you're going to be killed. All, all of these things have to take place because we, we haven't even gotten to the mention of the mark of the beast yet. Now, now continue. Verse 16, and he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. 
and that no man might buy or sell, save that he have the mark of the number of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath the understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and this number is six hundred three score and six, which is literally the, the very words read uh, on the famous Iron Maiden song that was supposedly demonic and Christians are burning records and everybody's losing their mind. Please note, that happens at the end of all of that. All of these things have to happen. Now, could they then be, be now think about it. Let's say all these things start happening. All these things start happening and they look around like, but look at the system that we have in place. We have a digital currency. We have cell phones. We have, okay, we can use these things to stop people from buying or selling unless they take the number. In other words, they would have the system in place to be able to control it and say, now you have to take this number. But it seems like that you would already being forced, you would already being called to worship the beast. In other words, you have, you have to go through and make a list of everything. This is where the chapter summary method, this is why I always tell people chapter summary method, chapter summary method. If you do a chapter summary method on this chapter, you're going to say, you're going to write down everything here about the second beast, right? And here's everything that's going to happen. And you would have them all written down. And then and the, in your list, the very last thing you would have would be the, the, the mark. The mark is after all of those other things. Well, I've been hearing people talk about this mark since the 1970s. Well, they always talk about the mark without everything before it. So they just rip, they just mark of the beast, rip it out of context. Boom. All right, here we go. Mark of the beast can happen at any time. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait, no, 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 no. I need a second beast. I need a first beast. I need a second beast. I need the first beast to be severely wounded. I need the second beast to, to tell everyone to worship the first beast because the first beast has been healed from his great wound. I need fire coming down from heaven. I need signs and wonders. I need to be an image to be made. Everyone's going to be forced to worship the image. I, I mean, I've got all of these things that have to take place first. Why is that always left out? Why is that just always ignored? I mean, whatever else you want to do with this chapter, what other uh, other system of of you know eschatology you want to throw you know, you want to throw this passage into, right? Whether it's an ah mill, pre mill, dispensational, what, whatever, wherever you want to put it, right? Wherever you want to to try to make it fit. The point is, before you go there, just do a basic observational skill or observational study on the chapter. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Dun, 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 dun. Mark of the beast. So you want to start talking about the mark of the beast? Let's go through the list. Has that happened? 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 If those things haven't happened, then you don't need to be worried about the mark of the beast. That would just be from a basic reading comprehension concept. Now, Here's what's interesting. For many, they believe this has no, that this is not to be understood literal. It's all spiritual. It's all symbolic. And then there's all the different ways of trying to interpret it. Others believe that this is all referencing something that happened in history. It may be referencing Nero. Some try to, some want it to be referencing 70 AD, which doesn't seem to make any sense since it seems to be written after 70 AD. But you can get into all of those arguments and discussions. So some people just basically like, hey, it's not a literal thing. It's historical or it's symbolic. And and that, that there, so there's a whole lot of group of people who do that. Then there are others who say, no, it's literal and it's going to happen. But they typically believe, or at least many of those would believe that the church won't be here, that as Christians, we're all going to be gone. 
are going to be raptured out. Well, if that is true, then we don't even have to worry about this because we're all going to be gone. We're not even going to be around. So why are Christians running around screaming, oh, no, 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 Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast, Mark of the Beast. Oh, that's, oh, no. I, I just went to the store and, and on the cash register, it shows $6.66. I've got to buy something else because I can't. I've literally seen this happen where it says $6.66. And the person's like, no, 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 no. I got to buy something else. And I'm like, are you really that scared of the number on the cash register? Are you really that fearful? But this is the just other fear and paranoia that has swept over the minds of many Christians and very few pastors seem to say, well, I, I take that back. There are some pastors who don't seem bothered enough to try to help their people with this fear and concern. And I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form the person who sent the email has any of these thoughts. I don't think, I don't know what thoughts they have. So I, I'm not speaking to the person who emailed. I'm just throwing this out in a general way. Um, but people get all concerned and, and you want to just stop them and go, so wait, the first beast arrived, the second beast arrived, and you start naming, and, and a lot of times when I've seen people with these fears, and I and I start asking them those, these questions, they look at me like they don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, it's from the very chapter that you think is telling you to be scared of, you know, $6.66 on the cash register. For crying out loud, at least know the verses before it. And basic training when the guy was having all these problems. That's what I try to do. I try to grab the Bible and go, just look at this. Look, it's not just some random take a number thing. It's going to be a number associated with the worship of the beast. The beast is going to be identified and the image is going to be made. And it's going to be associated with the worship of him. Are you being made to worship a beast? Are you, are you being made to worship an image? This has nothing to do with that. But many Christians believe that we're going to be raptured out, so I don't know why they're worried about it. That we're all going to be gone. Others believe, no, we're going to go through the tribulation. And so, okay, now for them, if, if so here's what would be required. If you believe that we're going to go through the tribulation and that it's a literal, everything here is literal, it's literally going to happen, and there's going to be a literal number, okay, then you could be concerned about it. But, I, but if you're going to be concerned about it, you're going to know when it's happening. <laughs> It's not going to be, oh, a Democrat got elected president. Oh, no, that's the mark of the beast. The Antichrist is here. Obama, he, he's the Antichrist. I heard that so many. Okay, well, that it, okay, that, that all went away. You know, it, it, it's always something. And, and, and the more we, Christians talk about some of these issues, we look like we're out of our minds. We look foolish. We look insane. You know what we look like? We look like we're superstitious. We look like we, we're just running around with our brand of superstition and we, we condemn everyone else for their superstitions, but we have our own. And it's a number. It's a number. And guess what? There's numbers on everything. There's numbers on literally everything. Dollar bills, everything. Oh, oh right here. Oh, no. Here's, here's the times tables. Because the up, upstairs room is used for a homeschooling room. And right here on this table, I've got, multiplica I got the multiplication uh, tables right there. I got... I got math stuff all around me. Uh-oh, I may be in the, I may be in the, I may be in the, the headquarters of the Antichrist. Now, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just trying to show you how crazy it can get. There's, we're, we're constantly surrounded by numbers. So yes, 666 is a number. Let's say it's a literal number. 
Okay, let's say it's gonna it's gonna be now. Some will say, well, it's it's literal, but it's not six six six. It'll be it could be any number. Okay, well then wait a minute. So and then Christians get all weird with this. So is it a literal number or is it not? Is it literally six six six? No, six 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 just represents a number. So it's gonna be literal, but it's not gonna be six six six. All right, is it literally going to be as they put it? How's it read? Uh, is it going to be in? Um, in your right hand or in your forehead, right hand or forehead. Well, then Christians were like, well, it's kind of in your right hand, but I mean, it could be your phone. I mean, well, what if I'm holding my phone in my left hand? Does it count? Well, no, no, it, it doesn't have to be in the right hand. And so the right hand is symbolic. How about the forehead? Well, it doesn't have to be in the forehead. It could be, it could be anywhere. They could, they could put a microchip in your neck. Well, wait a minute. That's not the forehead. Well, it doesn't have to be literally the forehead. So it's like they go from this really literal to not very literal, literal, but there's 900 exceptions. So even that becomes just crazy and trying to figure out what Christians are doing with the concept. Here's what I know. Revelation, and if I said Romans, I apologize again. For some reason, I keep hearing myself say Romans. And Revelation 13, what we have seems to be an outline of all the things associated with the revealing of the mark of the beast. Before you get to the mark of the beast, you got to identify all of these other things as happening. Two beasts, one wounded, one obviously healed from it. The other beast causing everyone to worship the first beast. There's fire coming down from heaven. There's all these amazing signs and wonders. There's an image made. The image is made to speak and move. People are worshiping there's all this worship to these beasts, to this entire situation. And then from that worship flows, now you're going to take the mark of the beast. In a sense, it's almost like you're worshiping the beast. Now you got to take the mark to show your allegiance to the beast. Now, you, I'm going to get 500 people who want to argue with me about biblical prophecy and going to argue with me about biblical eschatology. And they're going to start trying to quote 900 verses. Just take a deep breath. Just look at... Revelation 13, and just a clear observational study would lead me to go, okay, there's more to the number than just a random number. And if I'm going to be very literal about it, then it's got to be in my right hand. It's got to be in my forehead. And it appears it has to be 666. If you say, well, it's not literally your right hand. It's not literally your forehead. And it's not literally 666. Well, then why you take anything in the chapter literally? So then your hermeneutic is all, it's a hermeneutic goes from literal to not literal for whatever makes you, whatever you want to do with it. And that's when I just start having major problems with people when it just becomes a crazy, inconsistent hermeneutic that just fits whatever, you know, prophecy idea that they're, they're, uh, they have today. And I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. So there you have it. So what do I think about this? I think it's absolutely certain that we'll move to a digital currency at some point. I don't know when. I think that's just where the world is headed, right? Nations around the world, there's going to be some kind of digital currency. What does that mean economically? I don't know. What does that mean spiritually? I don't think it means anything in the short term. Now, in the long term, if I believe that we're going to end up in an actual system where the beast is, we have the Antichrist, we have the false prophet, and, and we're, we're going to have everyone worshiping him. There's going to be miracles and there's going to be a number. Well, that system could be used to control people buying and selling. So I think the system is, gives us the technology that would be required to pull some of this off mentioned in Revelation, or Revelation 13. So in the meantime, I'm not worried about it. 
Meantime, I'm not concerned. Meantime, I'm not worried at all when I pay for something with a debit card. I, I'm not worried at all when I go and put it, you know, use the debit card to purchase gasoline or whatever. I'm not worried about it. You say, well, the, and, and people get all worried about, ooh, they're going to they're gonna put a, a chip in us to track us. Well, do you have a phone? You're already tracked. Do you have an IP address? You're already tracked, okay? I mean, give me a break. There's a million different ways to track you versus they gotta put a, they're going to put a chip in the you know, vaccine. To, and people just, it just, it's just sad how utterly crazy people go with this. And it's almost like they're writing movies. They're writing novels. They're not doing Bible study. So there you have it. All right. I was, I was, I was continuing to talk just to see who was going to pop into the chat going, you are wrong. You are of antichrist. I was, I'm waiting. I'm probably going to get the emails saying all of that. I hope you understand that I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying in some ways to be, uh, you know, maybe a little over the top because I'm trying to demonstrate just how sad, again, not mocking, but how sad it is that people can reach this level of total fear and paranoia because of Christianity. Because of Christianity. I remember Harold Camping's whole thing. If you don't remember Harold Camping, Harold Camping was the president of uh, Family Radio, family, family Radio of the, no, Family Radio. I was going to say Family Radio of the Bible. That was the name of the school. Family Radio. And um, he, he was an amillennialist who basically left amillennialism and w- went into a whole different world of, of prophecy. He predicted the world was going to end in 2004. Then it was going to end again. I can't remember, 2002, 2003. It was crazy. I was a school, I was a student at the Family Radio School of the Bible during this crazy transition when everything going, was going crazy. We were learning basically Reformed theology. And next thing you know, everything, the will started coming off and everything went crazy. Okay. And so he kept predicting the world was going to end and it was just, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. And next thing you know, he predicted, he, he basically said the church age has ended, that the church is, com- the corporate church, the visible co- church is completely overridden and it's been taken over by Satan. You must leave your local church. You can no longer go to your local church. You can no longer get communion or baptism in the local church. You have to leave the local church. And if you don't leave the local church, guess what you've taken? The Mark of the Beast. And I've got his book down at, uh, at downstairs in my study, The End of the Church Age. Um, I, I have every one of his books. I, I had them all. Some of the books I had because I, there were books I had to use for, for school. But uh, it, it, it was it, it got crazy. So, I mean, people do crazy things with this concept. And I would just tell you to calm down and read Revelation 13 and just just write down basic observations, no interpretations, and just say, okay, just from the most basic observation here, what do I have? I think that's the first step. Now, is everything moving? Like, like, and I, you, you please, please notice, I'm not committing myself to any particular system of eschatology because I'm not, because if I do that, then everyone will want to argue with me about the system of eschatology. Here, I'm not committing myself to a system of eschatology, so don't sit here and argue with me about systems of eschatology, or you've missed the entire point. What I'm trying to get you to do is even if you take the most literal understanding of eschatology and the book of Revelation, you got to at least put this in some kind of order. And so I, if you take a very literal view of all of this, I would completely agree with you. Man, look at where the world's going. Digital currency, cell phones, 
man, they could control us. They could stop us from buying and selling. They could, they could, they could track us. Wow, man, that, that sounds like stuff that could be a part of what happens in the book of Revelation. And you know what I would say? Completely agree. All of these things may be used at some point. Now, if I believe in a rapture, then I'm going to be gone. So then I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. But for anyone left behind, then yes, if we go with that system of eschatology. And, or if I believe I'm going through the tribulation. Again, there's still very little I can do about it, right? Now, obviously, once that system is turned against me and they says, hey, you worship the beast, you do this and you take his mark or you're going to die, well, then at that point, obviously, I would have to die. But when it comes to a point where there's an image and I have to worship it and I have to take a number, I think I'm going to have a pretty good clue. Okay, guys, the mark of the beast is here. I just don't think it's going to be some secret thing where I accidentally take it and accidentally you know, lose my salvation or accidentally sell my soul to the devil. I don't think it's going to be some accident. It's going to be a clear understanding. You're doing this because you have an allegiance to the beast. You are a worshiper of the beast. That is what I think it ultimately demonstrates. Not just, oh, a new technology has given us a new way to buy and sell and a new way to handle currency. That's what I think. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. I do, I, I greatly apologize for the, the go-kart in the background. That was way distracting. I'm so sorry. Uh, even if it didn't distract you, it was distracting me because I'm sitting here trying to talk and I'm like, okay, what? Go away from my house, right? So... I apologize. Hopefully, it, hopefully you didn't hear it, but I do like to tell you what's going on in the background in case you're hearing some weird noise and you're like, what is that? What is that? Because whenever I'm listening to a podcast and I'm hearing something weird going on in the background, I'm always like, what is that? What is that? Is that their heater? Is that their air conditioning? Is that their wife in the background? Is that a television? Is that a cat? Is that a child? What's going on? Okay. So, uh, and sometimes if, if just mentioning it to me, then you can put your focus back on, well, what you're actually listening to. I don't know. Some people say by mentioning it, then everyone stops listening to you to try to hear the sound that you're talking about. So I guess it could, I guess it, you, it's a no-win situation. I guess it's a no-win situation there. All right, I'll stop right there. Everyone have a great day. Hopefully this answers the question. To the person who emailed me, I hope this answered your question. I hope, <laughs> I, I know, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess I'm just guessing that the emailer doesn't hold to some of these views. If you do have these concerns and fears, I hope you don't feel that I was mocking. I'm ju- I just feel bad if, if the person emailed me had those concerns. I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to mock. I was just trying to show you how crazy how how crazy you can get with this stuff and i feel bad that you may have ended into a world of of fear and paranoia uh, i'm just assuming that the emailer hasn't arrived at that level um so maybe yeah now that i'm thinking about it, i probably could have done it a little different but well it's live so i'm 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 here here i am and we'll see how people respond all right everyone have a great day god bless